0: very happy Thursday to you all out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on this episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast. We'll recap what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. Kalani Sitake, as well as some of his players speaking to the media via Zoom, we'll get you some of those comments, let you know what you need to know from that. We also continue our look back at BYU football history 2006, and you know exactly where we're going in that regard as the Cougars put together one of the more memorable seasons in recent memory. We'll get to that. We'll also recap everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Thursday, so plenty to get to ahead on today's podcast. It is brought to you by our friends over at the Locked On College Football Channel. They have a podcast that covers all five of the Power Five conferences, so you have an interest in the SEC, the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, or the ACC download that show wherever you get your podcasts all right without further ado though let's get going here on a thursday this is the locked on cougars podcast for august 12th 2021 What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A huge thank you to all of you who are supporting the podcast. It's incredible to see these numbers continuing to swell in terms of our overall downloads, the overall listenership. Thank you for your support. If you're just checking us out for the first time, make sure you hit the follow Button on whichever podcast provider you happen to be listening in on. That way you never miss a show. It pops up in your feed as soon as it is published each day as we do this Monday through Friday. And of course, we will keep you guys apprised of everything you need to know as a BYU fan because that's our goal here. We aim to be your one stop shop for all the Cougar news you guys can absolutely handle. Another request for you guys if you have not done so already, please make sure you leave us a rating and review it. Absolutely is critical to our continued success that we have those ratings and reviews coming in on on Apple Podcasts in particular, but anywhere that allows you to review and rate the show would appreciate the support in that venture. Five stars only, obviously. Getting going here on a Thursday, let's recap some of what we learned from BYU football media availability yesterday. This was the first of what is going to be probably a half and half deal this year in terms of BYU football, in terms of access for the media. There will be times we'll be there in person, we'll have conversations, but they will also be doing some remote availability via Zoom and I understand uh, that they want to be able to allow some flexibility on their end and also it helps the media out in some regards because honestly, if we can record on Zoom, we don't have to travel to Provo. And I'm not saying that I have an issue with it because I absolutely crave going to watch practice. It's been a really rough 18 or so months without being able to go to practice at BYU. It was the better part of over a year that I was never on campus in Provo, which I don't think that's happened since I was probably in middle school. I don't know. It's been a hot minute since I'd spent that much time away from campus. But Crazy, crazy times, but some great conversations yesterday. A guy that has a lot of intrigue for BYU fans, and maybe I'm wrong in that assessment, is Tyler Batty. Because BYU fans, you guys all, uh, most of you I guess is what I should say, want to see an improved pass rush for the BYU defense. And Tyler Batty in the four games he played last year, particularly against Louisiana Tech, looked like a guy who is going to be the solution for the Cougars in their pass rushing woes. Well, he spoke to the media yesterday for the first time during fall camp, and Greg Rubel asked him the question, how would you assess your 2020 season? And here's what Tyler Batty responded with.
1: Uh, Disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's always hard to go out that way, especially when I felt like I was getting a little bit of momentum, you know, kind of figuring things out. Yeah, disappointing.
0: Disappointing the season assessment from Tyler Batty and That's actually really intriguing to hear him say disappointing because I think it means that he really understands what he showed last year, kind of the the glimpse that we saw of him. He played in those four games, as I mentioned, had some breakout performances, it felt like, but ultimately had injuries that really did him in for the rest of the year. He has spent part of the offseason getting back from those injuries, but he sounds like he is ready to go. He said he's full go right now, and that is positive news if you're a BYU fan, because there is a lot to look forward to from this young man. Crazy enough, COVID has made him a freshman once again this year, so you should be excited as a BYU fan to see what he can do. He also was asked, okay, well, there's obviously that disappointment you take from the 2020 season. Is it motivating for you going into 2021? And here's what he said.
1: 150%, absolutely. We're putting in the work now, but uh, yeah, can't wait to continue putting in the work and uh, showing out on the field when we can.
0: So there you go. Tyler Batty, he is motivated to make sure that 2020 is not just that flash in the pan and we never really hear from him again. And I think that's a positive sign. If you're a Cougar fan who's hoping for the pass rush to improve, we've already heard from guys like Uriah Leatawa that Pepe Tanuvasa is showing out as a pass rusher. But the thing about it is I look at this and I am extremely excited if a guy like Tyler Batty is going to motivate himself. He's self-motivated in this regard to go out and prove that 2020 was a disappointment. He can improve on that. We'll see. Uh, he has to obviously go out there and prove it on the field, and obviously the degree of difficulty this year with the better schedule BYU is facing is going to make it more important for him to be prepared but I like what he's saying obviously the proof will be in the pudding overall a couple of things from BYU yesterday included Kalani Sitake speaking to the media and he had a very intriguing statement statement that's probably the right term because some of you I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit here by and large, when coaches make comments to the media during media sessions, media availability, by and large, they're not talking to us in the media. We just happen to ask the questions. They're taking the questions that we have formulated for them, and they're speaking to their players. Well, Kalani Satake was asked just about in terms of the overall progress versus install for BYU, because Aaron Roderick revealed that the first five practices, which BYU recently completed, were completely scripted. They were plans to go in and install a bunch of stuff for BYU's offense, obviously, on the defense, their defensive alignments, plays, all of that stuff. Well, Kalani Satake was asked how that install has been going and what he expects moving forward here. And I really think he struck at the heart of his team trying to motivate some guys
1: maybe via the media. Here you go. I think we have a lot of young guys in terms of roster years, but they, they still have some good, valuable experience. And the key is that everybody learns at their own pace. so We just need to hurry it up a little bit. And it's not not a very patient world when you're dealing with with coaches, but we have to utilize all the time. And so, the next little to answer your question, we have to ramp it up a little bit more. And sometimes you drown them with so much install that it's hard for players to, to really play and let loose because they're thinking so much. And we can't slow down the pace that we're trying to go at because we're we're looking at the pace of getting ready for arizona and it's it's really up to the players to, to match the pace and the tempo that we're going as far as learning the scheme and learning the system and then being ready to play right now you have a lot of guys that can roll you can roll with we have to go quickly and we, we have a goal to get to a standard certain standard that we have to meet eventually in about a week or so we can rally those other guys back and do a little bit more specialized but right now we're trying to get as much install in and much film in before we start figuring out what we're really good at and what we can do what we f- feel can give us an advantage against arizona
0: There you go, Kalani Satake, and I got to say, folks, that was an intriguing statement. It's essentially get caught up, stay caught up, and do not fall behind, because if you fall behind at this juncture, you're likely to be a backup at the very best and likely not to see a lot of playing time. The guys who are prepared every day, they're watching film, they're taking care of their body, they're bouncing back, they're making up for when they make a mistake on the field, all that stuff— it sounds like Kalani Satake is trying to get a message across to his players that uh, just you need to be ready. We need you guys to stay with us because this is go time. They are 23 days away from playing a college football game, folks. We're just over three weeks from the Cougars playing there in Allegiant Stadium crazy to think it's that close but Kalani Satake, he knows he is a coach these coaches are paid to make sure these players are as prepared as they possibly can be it sounds like Kalani Satake is making a statement and making a point to his team that they need to take care of business on their end maybe I'm reading into that too much but I did find it as an intriguing comment from the head man down there in Provo all right coming up here in just a minute we'll look back in BYU football history we're talking 2006, folks. Many of you have fond memories of that season and of one play in particular. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by a new sponsor here on the podcast, and that is our good friends over at Sweatblock. And I call them my good friends because they had a chance to sit down with their owners and had a great chat about what sweatblock is. It sounds like a very generic term, but it's actually a really cool product, guys. What it is, it's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, It is a antiperspirant that is here to help you guys out. If you have any perspiration issues and many of you out there, if you're like me, I'm trying to lose weight, but when I was a heavier gentleman, sweating was a big issue. They want to help you guys out, avoid those embarrassing sweat marks uh, if you're in a presentation. Obviously, many of you guys who might be single out there or are female listeners, you might be going on your first day. you don't want to perspire too much. Well, that's where Sweat Block comes in. It works for up to seven days per use. They have a dry shirt guarantee, by the way. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you actually get your money back. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years has over 13,000 reviews on that platform and it's been featured and tested by the Rachel Ray Show by Legit Firefighters, guys. This is a really cool product. I am looking forward to receiving my first shipment of it. I'll be sure to report back on how it goes. But if you guys want to give this a shot, you have the opportunity to do so. You guys can go to SweatBlock.com and of course, we have a special promo code for you. Locked on will save you 20% at SweatBlock.com. You also can check them out as we mentioned. Mentioned on Amazon, or they are also stocked in CVS, guys. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I look forward to giving this the test. I'll be sure to report back on it. But in the meantime, you guys can check it out. That's sweatblock.com using the promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off, or check them out on Amazon or CVS. That's Sweatblock, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March.
1: They have to go to the end zone.
0: Final play of the
1: game, barring a penalty all the time in the world for Beck.
0: Can anybody get open for him? He'll roll right. Let's it go. Find this guy. Touchdown. Johnny Hart. Salt Lake. The memories, the chills. How does the play-by-play of that final play for BYU against the University of Utah in 2006 make you feel? Well, that's what we're talking about today as we continue our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, looking back at all 100 seasons the BYU has played to this point, and obviously 2006 features one of the most memorable and potentially the most memorable play in BYU football history. I know a number of you that are older would argue the Holiday Bull Hail Mary. I'd probably say that Hail Mary is the greatest play in BYU football history. That's just me. I didn't see it live. I also didn't see this one live. 2006, folks, was the first season I was on my mission, my mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in Kaohsiung, Taiwan. So I went to southern Taiwan, and I can tell you this much, American football does not register in southern Taiwan. My father, to his everlasting credit, uh, sent me game recaps of BYU games while I served in Taiwan for both the 2006 and 2007 seasons. So I read about a lot of the exploits of these seasons, sitting in an internet cafe in Taiwan, days after they actually happened. And I remember the email I got after this game in particular. I actually got multiple emails, one of them from my father trying to describe what had happened with the recap, etc. And then I got ones from my siblings. I even got one from my best friend saying, dude, you just missed maybe the greatest play in BYU football history. Yeah. Well, 2006. Crazy, crazy year for the Cougars. Let's talk a little bit about how it went. We'll talk more about Utah here in a moment, but things started off uh, not great because BYU went to Arizona to open the season, lost sixteen to thirteen, rough loss there. But then they bounced back to beat Tulsa forty-nine to twenty-four. Then went to Boston College and lost thirty to twenty-three. So two thousand six off to a rather bumpy start. Cougars are 1-2, both Power 5 opponents they have faced in the first three weeks of the season they have lost to. Well, in September 23rd, they faced off against Utah State, shut out the Aggies 38 to nothing, and that got them rolling. John Beck, obviously, the legend himself, Played on two bad ankles as the Cougars went to nationally ranked TCU for a critical, critical showdown in Mountain West Conference play. And there were a lot of BYU fans, and talking with people about this season, that feared that BYU was going to get beat by TCU, considering they already lost at number 23 Boston College just two weeks prior. But John Beck, as I mentioned, on those bad ankles went to TCU and beat the Horned Frogs 31-17. to That win, I think, signaled in many BYU fans' minds a shift in the identity, the overall belief, just what BYU football was going to be under Bronco Mendenhall. Now, the Utah State game... Before that, if I'm not mistaken, they had Jason Beck play that game because of the injuries to John Beck's ankles. Well, after that TCU win, the Cougars just reeled off win after win. They beat San Diego State on October 7th, 47-17. They crushed UNLV 52-7. Went to Air Force and won 33-14. Beat Colorado State 24-3. Smoked Wyoming 55-7, finally entering the national rankings, by the way, at number 25 when they took on the Wyoming Cowboys. They beat New Mexico in Provo as the number 23 team on November 18th, 42-17, which brings us to November 25th, 2006. The Cougars are in Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Utah to take on their arch rivals, the University of Utah. Now, this game went back and forth, and many of you can probably recite the play-by-play of it by heart because I know I have a brother, and if he happens to be listening to this, McKay, I know you can break this down, essentially play-by-play because you have watched it so many times. BYU started off fine enough. They w- went up 14-0 with touchdowns by Manase Tonga as well as Johnny Harleen in the first quarter. Then the second and third quarters belonged to the Utes. Brent Castile scored a touchdown. Luis Okoda added a field goal just before halftime. They made it 14-10. Marquis Wilson then caught a pass from Brett Ratliff to make it 17-14 in favor of the Utes. Colt Sampson then later added another touchdown to make it 24-14. And suddenly, BYU's reeling a little bit. Well... Coming to the rescue is BYU's tight end tandem of Johnny Harleen and Daniel Coates. Harleen caught a touchdown pass to make it 24-20. That PAT was blocked. Then Daniel Coates added another touchdown to give BYU the lead 27-24. The Utes mounted a drive, went down the field. Brent Castile added his second touchdown of the game from Brett Ratliff, made it 31-27. And then BYU marches 75 yards and with just over three seconds remaining in the game, this happened.
1: One play for it all. Utah staying in there, prevent it back. There's room out there. Kali,
0: Mawika, Arlene, Allen, the receivers in the set. Bex in the gun with Curtis Brown. This should be the last snap of the football game. Snap to John. John Beck pedals, plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time. He's moving to his left, shuffling, 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 all kinds of time. Now the heat comes. He's got to run to the right. John Beck is on the run. He throws behind him. It is caught for the touchdown! Caught for the touchdown! Caught for the touchdown! Johnny Harleen got it for the score! Harleen by himself in the end zone! The Cougars win it on the
1: final play of the game! The only worry you had was that ball going to get there. As John Beck started to sprint to the right, he found that everybody on the defensive side had left Harleen all alone, and he makes the catch on his knees. Can you believe this? That play... Took 3.2 seconds off the clock, but an eternity
0: in the hearts and minds of Cougar fans everywhere. Johnny Harleen
1: by himself and John Beck with a throwback to find him. The play of the year, the play of their careers. (laughs) And a 75-yard drive ends on the final play of the game, with BYU scoring a touchdown
0: to defeat Utah. 33-31. All credit to KSL News Radio. Of course, Greg Rebell at the time working for KSL News Radio. Mark Lyons also on that call. And earlier on, you heard the call from the mountain. James Bates, as well as the late Todd Christensen on the call. That play, folks, is top five, top three, maybe top two. Because as I mentioned, I think the Hail Mary to win the Miracle Bowl in 1980, Jim McMahon to Clay Brown, probably is the greatest play in BYU football history. But back to Harleen. It's maybe 1B to 1A for the 1980 Holiday Bowl game. I I don't know. You guys can quibble with that. But the good news was BYU was absolutely rolling. After losing those two games early in the year, the Cougars rolled up a ten and two record, won the Mountain West Conference, and then were on their way to the Las Vegas Bowl for the second straight year. The Cougars winning the conference with a perfect eight and zero record, eleven and two overall. TCU, who they beat earlier in the year, finished six and two in the conference, also eleven and two. They were number twenty-two in the country. And the Cougars got a huge showdown with Oregon. And many of you will recall Mike Bellotti, the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, was all but just over just no, it wasn't all, but he was just dismissive of BYU completely, just thinking, BYU, they're not good enough to compete at our level, game in and game out, blah, 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 blah. Well, I can tell you this much. I know guys like Jake Caressa took that. It was bulletin board material, and BYU was the number 19 team in the country facing off against Oregon in the Las Vegas Bowl, went out and proved a point. They absolutely crushed the Ducks, 38-8. to It was nearly a 38-0 shutout. The Cougars were all kinds of fired up to go shove it in Mike Bilotti and the Oregon Ducks' face, and that's exactly what they did. And Mike Bilotti, I don't get it. He doubled down in the postgame, and this is all stuff, by the way, folks, me talking about 2006, as I mentioned, this was all stuff I was learning about, reading about it in southern Taiwan. I have re-watched essentially every game from that season after the fact. It came home in 2008 uh, in the spring, and I went back and watched a lot of these games over the years. But I did not see any of this transpire live, and it's just crazy to me because what happened for BYU was incredible because they mentioned in yesterday's podcast they go six and six and you think, okay they're back to getting a winning record they'd bounce back from three straight losing seasons a new head coach instilling a new culture in this locker room well nobody expected i don't think 2006 to go as well as it did but the cougars were off and rolling and tomorrow we'll talk about their follow-up in 2007 this is a fun fun breakdown folks i have had an absolute blast and I had to play the hits. I had to play those calls of 2006, BYU versus Utah. I'm sure you guys enjoyed listening to them as well. So more on this, obviously, our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Continuing to look back at BYU football history, and I'm having a blast doing this. I love reading up on these games. It brings back a lot of memories for me. This one in in particular... After the fact. Oh, by the way, a couple of notes for you guys. John Beck was named Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. 3,885 yards. 32 touchdowns against 8 interceptions. An incredible season. Curtis Brown had 1,010 yards and 7 touchdowns rushing. Uh, Fui Vakapuna led the Cougars in rushing touchdowns. 481 yards and 8 touchdowns outdoing Brown by just 1. Curtis Brown actually had a fantastic season receiving the ball. 566 yards and 3 touchdowns. Johnny Harleen all-american honors 935 yards to be byu's leading receiver also had 12 touchdowns one of those seasons that you will never forget if you experienced it live and as i mentioned i was learning about it all over there in southern taiwan So We'll talk about 2007 tomorrow, the other season I happened to miss while I was on my mission. We'll recap that for you guys and we'll continue to break this down in the lead up to the 2021 season. At that point, we'll have talked about 100 seasons of BYU football having been played and looking forward to continuing to break this down day by day with you. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan on today's show. We'll get to that in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at BetOnline. I talk about all the time they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action I was on their website yesterday actually looking at NFL futures odds with regards to Heisman not Heisman Super Bowl MVP and also just overall MVP odds over under win totals for my beloved San Francisco 49ers looking at other ones just trying to get a lay for the land with the upcoming NFL season well if you guys want to get in on the action do it with our friends at Bet Online. you can go to BetOnline.ag and sign up for a free account now of course, besides the odds that they have, the different betting that they have, they also have table games, online table games. If you want to play those as well, it's all available to you at Online. Currently, they're also still offering that 50% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit. and You get 50% of whatever you deposit the first time added to your account as free credit to play with. Yes. Free money from our friends at BetOnline. Take advantage of it now. That's promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. All right, my friends, I need to talk to you for a minute here on today's show about our friends over at Rock Auto. Of course, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store or dealership you prefer to stock all the parts you need. You guys can go online and find all of those parts and you don't have to go and look at somebody else's computer or have them look it up on their computer. You have a mobile device, you've got a computer, go to rockauto.com. Their goal is to save you time and money when using their resource. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Go check out all of the options available to you guys at rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So take advantage of their offerings. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Once again, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on or locked on cougars in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all of the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com Putting a bow here on a Thursday edition of the podcast. But a couple of notes for you guys before we go include the first fan fest since 2019 will be held on September 3rd at Craig Ranch Regional Park in Las Vegas. Obviously, September 3rd is the day before BYU plays that season opener against the University of Arizona there at Allegiant Stadium. So this should be an absolutely incredible event. Starting at 6 p.m., fans will have the opportunity to take pictures with Cosmo and the BYU cheer squad. There will be face painting, balloon artists, inflatables, and also also, food trucks will be on site. The BYU store and BYU concessions will also be present. Alumni groups from the surrounding region will be representing there. And then, of course, will be a BYU Sports Nation live show. Jerem and Spencer, some good friends of mine, Ben Bagley, their, their producer, they'll all be on site having a good time with this, guys. If you guys are going to be going to that game, get down there Friday night. Go associate with your BYU fans. Once again, that'll be at Craig Ranch Regional Park in Las Vegas. 6 p.m. is the start time on September 3rd down there in las vegas other notes before we go on today's show is a congratulations to count them 163 byu student athletes who have been recognized by the 2020 2021 wcc commissioners honor roll now if you're asking yourself jake what is the wcc commissioners honor roll Well, hey, I've got the answer for you guys. It recognizes student-athletes that have balanced athletic success with academic excellence. This is the ninth consecutive honor roll featuring more than 1,000 West Coast Conference student-athletes collecting those honors. You have to possess at least a 3.0 GPA on a 4.0 scale. Nearly 1,800 student-athletes qualified for the recognition, establishing a new conference record for academic success. As we mentioned, 163 BYU student-athletes were qualified. So congratulations to all of them. Other requirements, by the way, individuals must have earned a varsity letter in a sport in which the conference determined a champion in the recently completed academic year. As we mentioned, you have to have a 3.0 on a 4.0 grade GPA scale, and the individuals must have successfully completed an average of at least 12 graded credit hours per term. So you've got to be a full-time student, 163 of BYU student-athletes receiving this honor that's nothing to sniff at. So congratulations to all parties involved in that success. Really, really cool and way to go to all 163 BYU student athletes. Uh, It's really, really fun to see them accomplishing things both on the field of play as well as in the classroom. All right, that is going to do it for this Thursday edition of the show. A heads up to tomorrow. Some great conversations with guys like Ed Lamb that we had earlier in the week or I had earlier in the week. We'll get to tomorrow. We'll also hear a little bit more from BYU football media availability. Media availability. If I can get the words out of my mouth, that we did not get to it on today's show, and like we mentioned, we'll also look back at 2007 in BYU football history. So until then, have a great day. But also make sure to follow the show on social media: Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search us out. Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed. If you are on that platform, is Jacob C Hatch. And as always, feel free to email the show. Advertising inquiries, questions, concerns, comments. Email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the address for emails. All right, that's going to do it. Have a great day once again. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 12th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys manana.